Welcome back to another episode of the Listen In Podcast. It is April 5th, episode 115, and you're back with Jake and Sean. Jake. Yes, sir. We have, a, we have some uh, interesting new music news and rumors we to sure, discuss. We sure do, dude. A lot of good new music this week. And uh, yeah, the new music announcements are exciting as well. Um, yeah. We got an announcement today. Today? I think it was Today. Today. Arctic Monkeys, yes. new album, uh, confirmed, I think it comes out May 11th. May 11th. It's called Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Interesting. Very interesting. It came out with like a little video that's like a preview. I never liked those things. I don't either. They're not, I didn't watch it. I did watch it, and it was nothing. It was just okay. like ambient noise right. and of barely course. anything. It sounded kind of cool. There was the beginnings of a riff that okay. sounded all right. A little bit of electronic noise. Okay. What I wanted to talk about with this, Sean, is what you think of like the album title, the album cover, the yeah. overall aesthetic. Uh, so the title, I, I can't quite put my finger on if I like it or not yet. You know what this sneaky reminds me of is is Jack White, Boarding House Reach. Like You're just putting words together. Yeah. And I don't know. You know what's going to depend on, Jake? This could go either very well or very poorly, and it all depends on the content of the album and on if the album is good. If this ends up being a great Arctic Monkeys album and the songs are there, this is going to be an awesome title. If it sucks, I'm going to be like, yep, we should have known all along. It, I totally agree. I, I'm totally split right now. There, the stakes are high with a title like this. They are. They're it, just like, oh, we just upped it. So the the title I actually think is pretty cool. I don't understand the cover. I see that it's like I, it I don't like know what that is. A reel to reel and then yeah. some sort of weird like new agey sculpture thing. Yeah, it's almost like architecture. I kind of like the cover though. Here's the thing: is like I feel like I'm switched. Where I, I'm liking it more now that I'm seeing it a little bigger. When I was yeah. looking at my phone earlier, my thought was like I like this title. Ooh, don't love this cover. Okay, and I was like I don't know what I think about this font they're using. This like kind of. Like 1999's idea of what a technology, yeah. technological or futuristic font looks like, yep. um, and I don't understand what this like this sculpture is. This I thing. I kind of liked the album cover. Is that the hotel and casino? Could be. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's kind of, why is it positioned so strangely? I don't know. And that's why I like it. I, like this is going to be an album cover, Jake. I think that you look at a lot. And yep. it finally like starts to mean something after a while. So I was talking about this with with big friend of the pod Spencer, who is yeah. a, a huge Arctic Monkeys fan, um, and he was saying the same thing. Where he was like, he's like, I don't know, man, I'm feeling skeptical about this Arctic Monkeys announcement. He's like, I can't figure out how I feel about this title and like. Well, the, I this, think we should aesthetic. We should always have a healthy amount of skepticism, even from the artists that we love. Oh yeah, of even the ones that are here. We shouldn't just blindly accept everything that they do. I think it's fair to be skeptical. And yeah, I think they uh, they did set expectations in a certain way with this title where it's like, if it sucks, then the album title sucks. Here, here, that's what I said too. Yeah. I, was, I was like, well, I think it, a lot of it will be dictated by how good the album is. It's like, did you love the title Suck It and See when you when it came out? No. No, no but I, I mean like – I. I wasn't loving either of those things either yeah. right now. And so and I don't care because I'm not going to worry about it because Arctic Monkeys has earned the benefit of the doubt. Do Arctic Monkeys album names under the radar suck? Um, let me see. I think whatever people say I am is a great title. It's a little long. I think it's, it's cool. I think it was a trendsetter and I think that like those the long yeah. rambling title I think that kind of helped set that trend. Favorite worst nightmare I think is good. Yeah, that's I would say that's like 
their best album title. Humbug um, is fine, it's but okay. It's a little when when I when I saw it announces that I didn't love it. Didn't love suck it and see when I saw it. AM's kind of like eh. Yeah, I think as album titles go, they are like right down the middle. For okay, me. I okay. Like, I uh, yeah, I, they're they're fine. I've never actively thought that they weren't good. What about this, album covers from them? Um, I think those are kind of hit or miss. They don't have one where I'm like, this is amazing. I like the simplicity of Suck It and See. Um, I like the cover of Humbug a lot. I actually do too. I would say that's maybe my favorite. It's up there among my favorites. Yeah. Um, whatever people say am is cool too. The idea that this guy was, he was just like some friend of theirs. Right, right. right. Smoking a cigarette. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited. Um, and looking at the track listing, there's some mm. awesome, very Alex mm-hmm. Turnery names on here. Like the world's first ever monster trunk monster truck front flip like yep. to me i can like that's I like all like my own hear stunts. him saying that yeah, yeah i can yeah, too exactly. like i can hear where it would be in a verse yeah um she looks like fun uh star treatment i'm interested to hear what that's yep. all about um and i also really like the uh the the name for the third track american sports i i saw that that one stood out to me that sounds like it's gonna be interesting. i always yeah. really like looking at the track list. i do too i get m- like kind of most excited for that. Yeah, I was when I saw the announcement. I was like, oh, I really hope there's a track list. Me too. I don't dude. like when there's not a track list. Me neither. Uh, I was also very <laughs> pleased that this comes out pretty soon. I know that we don't have to wait forever. Yeah. I do like the short runtime. What's your favorite, Jake? Is it the surprise release out of nowhere? Is it the long announcement press cycle where it's like in six months this is coming and you're going to get four singles and a bunch of press like a whole press tour interviews yep. the whole shebang mm-hmm. or is it like the one month tight you get like an announcement maybe one single in that time and then the album's here that one I think it's, that's mine it's too it's that last one I think it's mine too the surprise release I'm not ready for yeah because I'm kind of a planner yeah and I'm, yeah. Ne- I'm never ready for it and I don't I don't appreciate the surprise yep. usually I'm like okay like it's kind of a tired thing now yep. um, it still doesn't mean it's not exciting if it's an artist you love uh the really long one, I think, I mean, one you could point to is like Father John Misty. War on Drugs as well. War on Drugs, where it's like you get half the fucking album. Exactly. And then by the time it comes out, like you have a hard time contextualizing them yep. on the album because you were so excited and you listened to them so many and times. And it throws off expectations too. You yeah. you think, oh, this isn't going to be very good if you didn't like the singles or like this is going to be amazing if you love the singles and then maybe it doesn't fully deliver. Right. You, you think too much about it. Yep, so I I, I'm with you. Um, Jake, speaking of new music rumors this is one this is no announcements nothing official like arctic monkeys but i was doing a little sleuthing internet sleuthing today okay for the podcast uh a lot of kanye west rumors have been floating around out there about a new album so kanye west rumors are good rumors most they, of the time. yeah they are well they are. unless they're like tabloid things uh, and then like, i don't like give a shit about them yeah true or like his deteriorate potentially deteriorating mental health that I think is probably just a fact. I don't even think. I yeah. I mean, he directly references like being on Lexapro on uh, FML on Life of Pablo. So it's sort of sad. Yeah, for yeah, Kanye. yeah. It is. So Kanye West was spotted recently with Rick Rubin in London. Rick Rubin had his long flowing beard. Kanye had this awesome like bleached blonde hair look going. I That's saw, like his current look right now. You, it's it's fucking cool. It, it is cool. You know what I, I where I saw that actually on Instagram or somewhere I saw yeah. his family portrait. I saw that did. too. Yeah. I that, that was, was an cool. awesome picture. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought he was by far the most compelling part of it. Yes. The other thing that I thought was interesting about this family portrait is that I didn't realize he had a third kid. I didn't Oh realize yeah, that's like a very recent thing. It well, was the baby. it was like um 
Kim didn't have that baby, I don't think. I think they had like a surrogate oh, deliver that baby or something. Oh, but it was like her egg and his sperm I think so. I'm not 100% sure. That, and the baby's name is Chicago, which I thought yeah, was cool. Yeah, it's yeah. A, his daughter named Chicago. It's pretty sweet. His kids' names are North Saint and Chicago. Kind of cool. It is cool. On the whole. Kanye's look in that family portrait was awesome, though. It was, dude. He's, he he's slimmed down a little. He put on some weight maybe did. like a year he or did. so ago. I think he, he slimmed down a little bit. That dude... Must be so interesting to talk to. Oh my god, I know. And, and from what I've heard from anyone who, and and what you're about to say, um, is is a whole part of this. Collaborating with him in any way, oh my god. Everyone who describes it is like it's awesome. They're like he is just like he loves to work on stuff. He's open about feedback. He yeah. wants to work through shit with people. So I think one of the reasons why there's so many of these rumors floating around is because people are excited to talk about working with Kanye. So the Rick Rubin picture was out there. And then there's been all sorts of different Instagram uh, posts, tweets, rumors floating around everywhere that have suggested that people such as Drake, Migos, Vic Mensa, Big Sean, Young Thug, Lil Yachty, Aesop Rocky, Nas, and a lot of other people are have been in and out of Kanye's studio in Wyoming. There's been different pictures, like Migos was there with Young Thug, and they were just like, Turbo. Because this album's supposed to be called Turbo Graphic 16 or whatever. Right, and like, right. all these people have been like, we go in Turbo, or like, Graphics, or whatever like it is. And like, people are like, dribs and drabs, like this stuff's all coming out. And like, people are kind of putting the pieces together. I'm getting really fucking excited for this. Because Kanye's just holed up, literally in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Just like at his fucking compound studio, bringing in the biggest rappers, the hottest rappers in the world right now, yeah. just to collaborate on this, and they're all fucking pumped about it. it it's so exciting, dude. It's really cool, and like to think about what he's like, what he's what he's cooking now, up, yeah, what he's got going. Um, oh man, I can't wait. Like, Especially, he's one of those artists where like I get excited just thinking about like what might be the name, I know, what might be the I album know, to cover. I know. Look like? You know what he hasn't done yet in his career that I think would be cool. Isn't like I was just thinking about potential album covers, like a picture of him in some way mm. as an album cover. Yeah, like maybe like yep. like kind of like what Frank Ocean did. Yep. Or because we're gonna talk about it in this episode, I'm thinking about like the Amon Dunes. Yeah, that Amen. reminds me so much of Blonde. I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. and like. Like imagine like just a straight up portrait of Kanye. That would be sweet. It'd be a cool album. Maybe album. we sh- he should commission us to uh, come up with the album art. I feel like we could come up with good Kanye album art. I think we could too. I think we contribute to the songs. I think we'd have good ideas. I think so too. We'd show him a spectrum of stuff. We'd be like, you can go super garish with this type of album cover, all the way down to a very minimal, just like yeah, portrait kind totally of. Totally minimal. Thing. He he has to. I think he has to go. I think he would have to trend a little bit towards minimal now. I like, would. I would have to think so. Life of Pablo was a. Great album cover, but it was definitely like over the top. Yeah. And it was like almost a joke in terms right. of how poorly formatted yes. it was and yes. stuff. Um, I, we've been doing a lot of album cover conversation on this. What What's your favorite of his album covers? Um, Twisted Fantasy. I think mine's Twisted Fantasy and then uh, Yeezus. Sa- yeah. Same. Yeezus is cool. Sa- Yeezus is very, very cool. It, well, that was very, that was minimalist. It's literally an orange. Yeah, minimalist sticker. as you can get, yeah. Like when I bought it, I bought the CD, I didn't want to cut into it because I was like, yeah. this orange strip is like. Yeah, that's like the thing. It's just a jewel yeah, thing. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very it's interesting. So, so interesting. But um, Life of Apollo has aged very well. Yeah, I got to go back. Very I gotta, well. I, I got to do what you did. 
couple weeks ago for our bracket yep. that I did not take the time to do and, yep. and, and re-listen to all his albums. Yes, you, um, you need to. Because he's like he's one of those people who's he's just, just incredible, man. Like and he's he, he it's like a couple this was like I think five years ago we had a discussion about we we're both Patriots fans. Yep. And, I, and we were we were texting each other about how we were like, we're lucky to like have get the chance to root for Tom Brady yeah. and the fact that like we get to live in the era where he plays. Yep. This is like that, but this way, is way same. cooler. Yeah. Where it's oh, like, yeah. We're around for this dude who is yep. truly a great. And he's controversial, yep. but he's a great. And he's a genius. Is no, it no question. The, it's definitely the closest we have to like living through the Beatles or something like that, right? But not even close. It's but. not close to the same type of experience, but in terms of like level of how prolific he is, how much he changes his sound with every album, how much he's willing to challenge things creatively, but also have pop appeal. I just hit my mic. I, I think and to be able to exist in the 21st century. Like, the Beatles wouldn't be the Beatles if they came around now. Kanye no. exists in this crazy fucking world with all the other stuff. Yeah. It's no, like what makes him Kanye in to- a way. Totally true. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I agree. So that's our new music stuff. Hopefully we get something soon because I'm, I'm very, very excited about new Kanye, Jake. Yeah. I am excited, Sean, uh, to talk about these new albums this week. Yeah, um, we had a good release week, huh? We had a very good release week. And I, I have... In the course of these three albums, I have a take that I think will will very much surprise you. Uh, I think I know what it is. Do you? I think I do. Okay. Uh, okay. It's that the Casey Musgraves album is your favorite of the three. Okay. You're almost there. Okay. Okay. Let's start okay. with okay. Let's okay. Start okay. Where we're going to start. Let's start at uh, Frankie Cosmos. So this is her follow-up to 2016's Next Thing. Um, overall thoughts from me, Jake. I really, really like this album. I think it's right in line with what she and that group, that band, has been yeah. that was doing on their last album. It's basically like Next Thing 2.0 almost. Yeah. And the more it's the same, the same thing happened with this album as it did for Next Thing. I listened, I was like, yeah, this is it's pretty good. I'm on to Frankie Cosmos now, and I did not pass any judgment. I was like, keep listening, keep listening. And I've listened 10 times to this album now. Yeah. And it's really, it's starting to settle in. And I'm like, oh, this part in this song is amazing. This part in that song is great. This little vignette that you're doing is so great. And it's really just, I'm living with it, and it's attaching itself to me. And it's it just seeps in. It seeps in like like Next Thing did. I totally agree, and I think that um, I, at this point, with Frankie Cosmos, I just really appreciate her presence, Greta Klein, as someone in music who I get the chance to listen to, where I, I think that she just has an interesting perspective. You kind of know what you're getting from her. I yeah. think that this album feels a hair, a little bit more produced than Next Thing, oh, maybe. yeah, yeah, A little I bit fuller so. in terms of band, and she's trying things that are a little bit more yeah. maybe full band-centric than what she was doing on Next Thing. I... Uh, agree that I'm really liking it, and um, that I am going through the same experience where I'm in. I'm in sort of the middle listens now. Mm. I'm on sort of like the five six mm-hmm. number mm-hmm. where I'm at. Like, okay, I know that when I listen to this, I like it. Yeah. And when I get to the end, I'm like, I know I liked that. Yep. If I look at the track list, like I am right now, couldn't name most of the songs. So you're getting into the part where you'll be like, what's this fucking song? Yep. And you're yep. gonna start learning. learning That's already, yeah. already where I'm at. already where I'm at. And like even me, like I, there's still somewhere like I don't really know how it goes. Like I couldn't tell you how bus bus train train goes. Bus bus train train. That, and like honestly, makes me feel yeah like like if it's I, like that could be any Frankie Cosmos. If I song. heard it, I would know it. But like I kind of, <laughs> yeah. I sort of yeah. So 
I am excited to keep on going with this album. I don't have much in terms of like really interesting perspectives on any of the songs. I, th- yeah. I, I think that she continues to do what she does so well, which is like have this quirky, interesting perspective um, and be sort of subtly funny. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. That's, and, that's what I wanted to talk about. And write cool, endearing melodies and, and, and yeah. Things. So it's interesting. Cause like she, I feel like she's having some of the other members of the band sing on here, like on being alive. Like there's a male voice, I think on that. Yes. Uh, yep. Which is cool. Who sounds like Sufjan Stevens. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. So there, there's some of that happening. Um, and yeah, she is subtly funny. Like one of my favorite songs on here is cafeteria. And the line on this goes like, um, I feel like you're not touching me as much, but sometimes I am weird and wrong. And it's like, that's something you would like say to somebody. You're not like, like, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like weird and like, I just assume stuff and I'm wrong. And like, she just expertly fits this into like a really nice melody. It also feels to me like the, like that's such a Frankie Cosmos. Yes. It's like, like sort of her aesthetic. It's like, I I'm trying to make connections with people. Yeah. I'm trying to get by as kind of a weird, probably a little bit introverted yeah. person in this world. And like, I know a lot of times I think shit that's crazy, right, right? But like, and like, I feel like that's what all of her songs are trying to get at. Ultimately, yeah. it's it's in some I, way. Is she's like, I'm trying to like connect with people, but I I have kind of a hard time. And that's doing why it. these songs are so charming yeah. and relatable. They are that's, charming. That's that's, that, what, that's what I love about them. Charming's and, the perfect word for. Fighting. And what I wanted to sort of bring up about her perspective is one that we've talked about with other artists this year, like Soccer Mommy and with Sydney Gish. Is it all kind of falls in that like early twenties? female singer songwriter perspective that's very interesting and even though like we can't really relate to that or are removed from that a little bit it's really cool to get that perspective in these songs so yeah cafeteria is one of my favorite ones because of that subtle humor there's also this really cool thing she does with her voice in some of uh, on parts of that where she like slightly puts it up higher she's like not at the party oh like yeah there's like cool stuff happening she she also does this stuff where she pops into a little bit of a falsetto here and there yeah yeah i i really like uh it sounds like a basic thing to talk about because it's the first track but caramelize i really like um how weird that song is structurally it It, is it has truly like these just different melodies that seem just like chopped in through one another i, I think that's really it, cool it was like disorienting to hear that the first few times i was like i don't even i don't know what to make of this and, song and that melody she's going with where it's like that da 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 like it, it that is sort of like almost church-like mm. it's this weird it's almost medieval sounding yeah. melody yeah weird song to start with i think I, yeah, so but it's still good. I, I like it. I, I'm really, really enjoying this, and I'm excited to keep listening to it. I, I would say my favorites on here are the the first single, "Being Alive," mm-hmm. "Cafeteria," like I mentioned, and then "Ballad of R and J" as okay. well. Those those are my three favorites. And then also, I love these little uh, little like interlude songs, like "You're Up," and then "My Phone." My phone is great. Like that's an I kind of wish that was expanded into like a full song. That melody she's doing is great. I, um, yeah, I, again, like I'm still in the place where I'm getting there with the track names. Mm. Um, it, my phone's like, my phone will die and I won't even cry. Oh, like, right. Yeah. Right. Dude, there's some like truly short songs. On yeah. There. Like, yeah. Just like quick ideas. Yeah. Um, 
So how about this Amen? Is it okay? Let me let me ask you this: Is it is his name Amen Dunes? No, no, no. Is his Amen like Amen? Like, I think it is. His name is something different. I'm I'm gonna give this dude credit because like I I love this album. I think it's oh, really wait, really good. I looked good. it up earlier. Yeah, it's um, Damon McMahon. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is a lot of times pronounced McMahon. McMahon. Yeah, I think you're right. Which is weird. I think you're right. That quarterback in the 80s. Yeah, for, for Jim McMahon. Jim yeah, McMahon. Yeah, Damon McMahon. So, Sean, I figured out, and we're going to get into this album, but I figured out, because last week, or at some point we were talking about, who's this guy sound like? We, we compared this album a little bit to The War on Drugs. Yeah. Which I think there's plenty of comparisons to. You know who this dude's voice reminds me of? Who? Because I've been trying to put my finger on it, too. David Gray. This, you know that song, Babylon? Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Babylon. That guy, yeah, dude, his voice sounds like oh. David Gray's, and I couldn't place it for the whole week. Interesting. Like, who's this dude sound like? And I just realized yeah. today that's who it is. That's at least Very one of the cool. people who it is. So he's definitely channeling like blonde on this album cover, right? Like the way his head's tilted, the framing, he's, like he's got to be channeling blonde. And I, I, it's an interesting picture too because it's like there's something. About that image that is both cool and very uncool. Yeah. Like, like the polo shirt he has on. Yeah. Is very like early 2000s yeah. looking with that like sort of like the different color right. around the collar. Right. There's something about the look that is like it, it doesn't seem of this time. He looks like kind of like an early 2000s white rapper. Yeah. On the oh cover. my God. Yeah, you're right. He does. He does. But dude, the 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 shit that this guy is putting out there is is really really interesting. I've been also listening to this album a lot. This and this and Frankie Cosmos have been on repeat like a couple times every yep. day since they came out. And it got a best new music on Pitchfork. What did they get? An eight four something like yeah, that. 8. 4. Yeah. You can basically count on just like a, a rock record like this getting an 8.4. An 8.4, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we mentioned it sounds a little bit like The War on Drugs. It's psych rocky. It's um, It's got... You know what's weird? It has elements, I think, of like Kevin Morby like yep. folk a little bit. It also has elements of stuff that I almost can't put my finger on. Like, for example, like Calling Paul the Suffering. Yeah. That, that song kind of reminds me of something that would be on like Sandinista. Yes. Oh, that's a great point. He's doing these weird things with like different kinds of beats and different kinds of world sounds on yeah, this album. Yeah. I cannot quite put my finger on what this album is totally trying to be or trying to evoke. All I know I is can't either. that when I'm listening to it, it's very, very compelling. Yeah, and it makes me want to keep going back to like delve into its secrets and be like, what actually is this about? I, yeah. I like don't quite get it. It's fascinating though. My favorite song on here, Jake, it, it is it's become one of my favorite songs of the year is Believe. Yeah, that song awesome. is so fucking good. There's really good lyrics on here, really good melodies. One of my favorite musical moments of the year is on here. It's on like the back half where I forget what even what he's singing, but there's this awesome just like chord hit that comes in yeah. quickly and it like really puts the cherry on top of like what he's saying and every time I'm just like, "Ooh, yeah, I feel that." That song's great. I've been really enjoying Miki Dora. Me, yep. Um Blue Rose. I like Time a lot. Um, Time's good. Skipping school. Yeah, skipping school is awesome. Yep. The, the beat in in Blue Rose is like the perfect way for this album to kind of yeah come in, yeah. Where it's like you can tell the album is guitar centric, but in a way that like not a lot of people right, are doing. Right, right, He's right. He's not doing. It's nothing close. It's not to in punk. your face. Really, it's also, it also doesn't seem to be directly influenced by like blues necessarily. Right. It's, it's like this kind of like it's this mystical sounding. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really definitely. interesting. 
So I, yeah, I mean, I don't have that much else to say about it because, like, again, I'm still, I'm still, even though I've listened a lot and I'm loving it, I, I'm still like trying to f- figure out what it's all about. Yeah, which is cool. It's it's cool to have an album like this. And I was listening to it uh, when I was driving to and from my parents' house on Easter, and it was like a pretty nice day. And this just had a good feel of like a springy album that you that you listen to and. You can sort of associate it with some nice weather, and I was like, "Yeah, like I need an album like this. Like this is this is nice." Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to keep going back to it. So here, well, yeah, what's this hot hot take we got? It's not necessarily a hot take. Okay. It's, it's just my opinion. Okay. Um, so we're talking about Casey Musgraves, the album Golden Hour, um, and so Frankie Cosmos and Amen Dunes. As much as I've uh, or I'm Amen Dunes, I don't know how it's pronounced. Yeah. As much as I've been loving those albums. I think Golden Hour <laughs> yeah. is my favorite album of the year. Whoa, really? I'm not shitting you, dude. Holy shit. I really think this album is, wow. is like a classic. Wow. I think it is a classic. And I, I've been having this build up this week wow. as I get ready. I, I was legitimately nervous. This is this is awesome. No, this is great. Here's the thing. I've only listened like... I because I've been so taken yep, yep. with Frankie Cosmos and Amen Dunes, I've just been like, yeah, I'm listening to those. Right. And I listened to Casey Musgraves twice, listened to a few songs here and there, other times, and I was like, yeah, it, it's good, it's good. I I think this album's a classic, dude. I gotta listen more. I right, and that's fine. And like, cause basically, like, we kind of switched. Yeah, 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 dude. The, the songwriting on this album is so fucking good. It, it is. There yeah. are so many good songs on here, and it's like it has the feel. I I just love the overall vibe of it. Mm-hmm. It has this feel of like sort of a '90s pop yep. singer songwriter album. Yep. Um. It's a. It's like a little bit in the country realm because she yep. comes from that country background, but I don't feel like she is beholden to. Oh no. Cliches of country. No. 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 Um. I've listened to the album in full. In the realm of seven, eight, nine times. Mm. I'll listen to some of the songs like 10, 11 times. Like, I've been pretty much all in and I've been having, like, so in what has been, I think, admittedly, maybe even more for me, a challenging start to the year musically, Mm. where I've felt like even the albums I've really liked, like Sidney Gish or Jeff Rosenstock or even MGMT a little bit or, or, um, or Car Seat Headrest, Mm -hmm. I just, I felt, I have felt like, no album has totally and fully gotten its hooks into me. Yes. Like even yep. the ones I've yep. really, really liked yep. and, and been on this podcast yep. talking about um, enjoying and loving a lot of the songs. I, this is all I've wanted to listen to. And mm. I've been listening. That's a great feeling. I love when that happens. It's an awesome feeling. The reason I have not brought it up is that I am very, very leery of the feeling of someone pushing that on you. So I haven't, oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, yeah, yeah. really tried yep. to. Yep. And I don't want to oversell it. Yes. I don't want to say too much. I really I like this album. This is a good album. I think that, like, dude, I slow burn, lonely weekend, butterflies, mm. oh what a world, love is a wild thing, space cowboy. Those are the f- that's like the first one, two, three, four, five, six of the first seven yeah. tracks, and mother, which is like a minute long, yep. is in among those. I think there's not a miss among those. Oh yeah, no, I the ones that I. Uh had highlighted as being some of my favorites when I the first few times I listened were Lonely Weekend. I think that song's fucking awesome. amazing. Awesome. Uh Love is a Wild Thing, obviously. And Velvet Elvis, I really like too. I love Velvet Elvis. I love High Horse. And yeah, I, I yeah. really really like Golden Hour as yeah. well. Like dude, I was the, the So reason, the whole album. 
I do love the whole album. <laughs> yeah. I love the whole album. And like even the songs that are among my least favorites, mm. there's still moments where I'm like, shit. Yeah. That's an amazing melody. Yep. Like that's Yo, this is pa- jam-packed with melody. It's jam-packed. It yeah. it just feels like um it, it is totally, totally hooked me in a way that like albums haven't done it in like kind of a while. Like I I have felt that from you, and I, I I feel like part of that is you know, work and yeah. not being able to maybe listen as much, but I get. I think that's a, a fair argument to make for 2018, though. I, I think it's um, a mile wide and an inch deep in a way. Yeah. Where it's like there's a lot of good stuff, but nothing that's like... Car Seat Headrest, I will say, has maintained... I listened today again. I was like, this album is... Oh, I love it more now than I... It, every listen, I love it more, but... That album is great. It definitely is great. Um there has not been an album that I've wanted to listen to mm-hmm. or that I have been as enamored excited with. Excited about. And like truly excited yes. about like this Casey Musgraves album. Yep. Um, and I, to be honest with you, haven't really known how, known how to like feel about it. Yeah, Because yeah, I was yeah. like, I, on paper, like would not be that excited about this record. Yeah. And like it's this pop country album. Yeah. And like... Who gives a shit? Though? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, and also, like, this is getting just universal acclaim. Like, right. this yeah. is a massive, like, critical darling. Because when it came out on Friday, I had read nothing about it, didn't know anything right. about it. I think I listened to Pageant Worthy or whatever that album is yeah. called once, whenever it came out. Yep. And you had mentioned that it was coming yep. out and that you were going to listen to it. And I never did on Friday. I was more excited for for the other stuff, for yeah. Amon Dunes and for, for Frankie Cosmos. Yep. Um, so I listened to those and then I just put off. Yeah. Much I was like, ah, I don't really care. Yeah. And then Monday, I saw I got a Best New Music. I remembered you had been talking about yep. it. I was like, okay, I'll, ch- I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was immediately taken by Slow yeah. Burn. And then, like, she does not let up. Because, no. like, it goes right into Lonely Weekend, which is awesome. And then into Butterflies, which has all this cool production. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I just think that she, from start to finish on this album, doesn't stop bringing it with, with melodies and with hooks and just with, like, Really, really interesting songwriting. Yeah, yeah, from a pop perspective. Yeah. Now, like, Eamon Dunes and and Frankie Cosmos are both albums I think I'm going to end up loving. Also, like, right. that's the thing. That's right, what right, I don't right, want right. to be lost. Oh, in yeah. This conversation is like, come two months from now, right? Like Might when we do more. our mid, end of middle of the year rankings. Yeah. I actually think all three of these are going to be like probably top five. Oh yeah. I, I yeah I would agree with that. And and I I yeah. think that. It's it's really interesting and I didn't anticipate it, but but this this golden hour has yeah I, I think it's my favorite album of the year. I, I love I love hearing that. I love hearing that. So there you um, go. And, and, what and, would you say is your favorite song on here, Jake? That's really really hard. I think you gotta pick one. Okay. Now don't give me the Jake. I love this this and this. Give me one. Okay. I want one. Um, right now, uh, love is a wild thing. Is, okay. I think my favorite okay. on there right now. Um, nice, awesome chorus on that song mm-hmm. and and nice build up it, again I, like I think what people need to get over if you're going to try listening to this album is like if if you have a hard time with something being mildly country and yeah. having like a twang in, in the singer's voice then, then you, you, you got to try to leave that, yeah. that baggage at the door and listen oh, to this yeah. for what it is yep. which to me is like a transcendent pop record yeah uh, quick um, recommendation of the week Jake that uh, I kind of dove into this afternoon before we recorded oh okay. oh sorry sorry last hot thought um <laughs> new ep from the weekend 
Uh, yeah. does, does anyone care about this? I listened. I listened once, and it was like the most blah thing ever. He's trying his best to put his foot into the I'm still a pop star camp, and I want my pop audience to listen to something that's a little more like my older stuff, and it ends up not getting either. Because I like both versions of The weekend. Yeah. But he's he's trying to hedge his bets here, and it's like, dude, you got to go one way or the other. That's sort of how I felt, too. I listened once and was not totally in on it. I liked the aesthetic of it. Yeah. I thought the cover was cool. Because the, the aesthetic with The weekend is always, like, pretty cool. It is cool, yeah. And I, I think of The weekend stuff, I prefer Mixtape weekend. Oh, me too. Like, House of Balloons. Lower Fi. Yeah, yeah House me of too. Balloons. Any of those records. Like, I didn't even. I don't think I ever even listened to Thursday. It's or, it, it's uh, I honestly thought everything was diminishing returns after for the weekend House of Balloons yeah do you think like everything he's made since has been worse and worse uh no I think Starboy was better than uh was it Kissland or whatever I never listened to Kissland yeah or did I I don't know I don't remember I did kind of like a lot of the singles on that album that came out in 2015. What was that one? It was like it had. Uh, oh, I yeah. can't feel my face. Yeah, that one had great, great singles. It had um, the hills have eyes, or just the hills. The hills, yeah, but yeah, the chorus yeah, yeah, is the hills yeah. have eyes. Um, what was that album called? I feel like it was some crazy thing like Beauty Behind the Madness. That like, was exactly what it was called. Is it? I think that's like okay because I was, was like, that's something that like it would be. It was Beauty Behind the Madness came out in 2015. That was pretty good too. That and Starboy, I think, were on the same level where like it had good singles. Yeah. I think I like probably Beauty Behind the Madness better than Beauty Starboy, Behind the Madness actually. actually might be a legitimately good album. Like just good. I think it is, Not actually. Great, yeah, I kind the- of forgot about it. But like it was, I remember being like, oh, I can get down with like mostly all of this. Yeah. The problem with that is bloat. And that's what I was it appreciative is. of with this new EP was yeah. I was like, ooh, the length is pretty cool. Um, but I was not especially excited by anything I heard. Nah, nah. Um, yeah, so I'm probably not going to go back to it. But if you're interested, he put a new EP out. So, uh, yeah, quick uh, recommendations of the week. Oh, we have uh, a show and tell, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm just going to quickly say, though, I started listening to this Pitchfork playlist that they have on Spotify. It's called What's Good. And it's their 100 best songs of quarter one of 2018. Okay. And I was looking through. I was like, yeah, I know some of these. But I was like, a lot of this is like rap that I don't seek out. Mm -hmm. And I actually really, really appreciate this. There's some awesome rap songs on this playlist. Oh, nice. That I'm not going to go and listen to the full album of any of these artists. Because again, I think rap albums are sort of bloated a lot of the time. And there's a lot of filler content. So I like that all the best stuff is just in this playlist. Dude, I ended up finding... Some good new songs to put on my best of 2018 playlist right here. Um, and a few of those, there is a new Ray Strummerd oh, nice. track out called Power Glide featuring Juicy J, which is really good. There's this uh, T Grizzly song featuring Meek Mill called First Day Out that's also really good. And then uh, this Yola Tango song, For You Too, is awesome. Like, check that song out. It has a really nice vibe and tone to it. Yeah, so, I've heard none of these. Uh, oh, and then there's this Tyler song, too, called Akra. Or oh, oh, that just came out. I saw that. That's really good. It's good. It is I, really good. So, I, like, there I, was, I found some good new rap songs that I would not have found uh, otherwise. Okay, I, I'm going to give yeah. that a, a, a look. Um, not a recommendation of the week from me, but I talked last week about how I put some music up on Bandcamp under the moniker British Question. I have added a new song in addition to the, the two EPs that were put up last week. Um, it's one song it's called The Day You Brought It All Down I put it on there it's one I worked on with my brother I'm actually really proud of it's it. really cool I think it's a cool song um, yeah. and 
you know, I, I, I'm ex- if, if anyone listens and they, they want to let me know what they think, that would be cool. It, so it's on there, and uh, just, yeah. I just wanted to give a, a shout-out yeah. to it. Yeah, so it's a good song. I, I think to out. call it a recommendation of the week is definitely would be, like, overly <laughs> boastful. <laughs> no, Cause no. Because it's not. No. I just am looking for a place to plug it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so show and tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went this week with... Uh, a wild crew of characters, oh, yeah. uh, friends of the pod, yep. big friend of the pod, Tim and Molly and yep. Kevin, yep. Um, and our friend James. We all went down to uh, Boston to see Lord run the jewels and Mitski. That is just pulling from all all walks of music life. It is. Uh, Lord was the headliner, uh-huh. so we got there late. We missed Mitski altogether. Oh yeah, um, That's too bad. Which I like. Honestly, dude, more and more, I like. First of all, don't really like being at shows. <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I straight up don't. Neither. Like, I'll just be honest. I don't. Like, like, a lot of people ask me, like, "Oh, you going to the Lord show?" Or like, "You should get tickets." There's still tickets, and I was like, every time I was like, "Yeah, that'd be a cool show to go to." In theory, it's a cool show to go to. In practice, it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, and it. So, on the whole, actually, a really good show. There's details bogging it down. It's at the Garden, yep. which. Like if, Not a great venue. If you go to a stadium, stadiums blow for, they do. for fucking concerts. They, do. They, they suck. The sound quality is yep. trash. And it's like, I don't really enjoy it. That being said, Run the Jewels, we got there like as they were starting. Um, I really fucking like those guys. Yeah. What, like, And I know that you've never been really that in on their music. I li- I happen to really like their music. and and But as, as people, those guys are like really thoughtful oh, yeah, they're and, cool. and very interesting. When we first got there... As we were like walking in, we were walking by the concession stands and stuff. We heard Killer Mike from inside. He was like, he was like, I just want to shout out all the women out there. He's like, y'all are beautiful, thoughtful, smart, intelligent. Don't ever let anyone like tell you. That's He's awesome. like, women yeah. are amazing. Yeah. He, like, he just had this whole rant about yeah. how women are incredible yeah. and like powerful. Nice. And like yeah. just this empowering thing. And they were yeah. really funny. They had like kind of like this rapport and shtick of like kind of a comedy duo up there. Yeah, yeah. Where they, had, they, they, they clearly have like jokes they go right, to. Right, right. Um, and I, I just fucking like those guys. Yeah, they, like, I, I do too. I think they're really cool. I like both of them. More than I like any of Run the Jewels music. Okay, yeah, I love Run the Jewels music, and I love those guys. Lord, as a headliner, was really great. She is first of all, Lord, like Lord is like a, a treasure. I don't even know how to say. She it. She's is. like incredible, yeah, she dude. Is. The amount of emotional intelligence and like wherewithal she has as a person is thoughtful and caring, and as she comes across, like I've listened to interviews of her. She was on Mark Maron. Which was a good listen. Mm. Um, she's like thoughtful. She's interested in stuff. She's clearly brilliant. Yeah. And she was up there and she's putting on a really entertaining, like artistic pop show. Yeah. She's up there fucking dancing in her own quirky way. Yeah. Like she, but she put on a real show. She had like these background dancers who were moving back and forth through this glass case. Ooh. It was cool. It was a really cool show. And, and she yeah, was awesome. a very good entertainer. Yeah. And was like, engaging the crowd where she was like doing the thing she's like Boston she's like like I need you on this song like I, I'm gonna give it yeah, all I have yeah yeah but I need the same back from you and like I, I'm at the point where first of all I am like a cynic and like just a tired old soul <laughs> just like a numb person <laughs> a, a numb yeah. a husk of a person who hasn't yeah. truly legitimately enjoyed something in right, years right right but it was awesome to see all these like teenage girls around yeah. getting like truly inspired by her yeah. and clearly like loving oh, that's it. That's odd. Lord is so 
important. Yeah, she like is. she she's my number one pop star right now. She's incredible. I love Lord. She is is and also she's she, like a genius. She is man, and she's so fucking talented. Yeah, she's what twenty one. Yeah, and yeah. and she um so she I think so she closed with I'm trying to remember what she closed with I think um might have been. Super cut of perfect places. Someone might have to correct okay. me. I think it might have been perfect places. Okay. And she did an encore. And in the encore, she did team. What I thought yeah. was interesting is she did Royals sort of middle late. Didn't ah. close with Royals. Didn't open with Royals. I think Royals is is one of my least favorite Lord songs. The like lead single on both her albums, I've like like Greenlight is not yeah. one of my favorites on Melodrama. Uh, it's not one of my favorites. I like it more than I think I've heard uh, yeah. you talk about liking yeah. it. I think Greenlight's awesome. Um but I think what was one of sort of the most interesting takeaways from the show is that I actually think the crowd, which I didn't anticipate, reacted more strongly to melodrama songs. And the reason I didn't anticipate that is that melodrama is not really a singles album. No, it's not. Like like Greenlight is it's a, a it's a true album, pop it's a, album. It's a true yeah. album that I think w- was sort of underwhelming in terms of sales. Right. Um. And I don't. I think it, while it was huge. I was surprised that, like, of course, when Royals, when she started Royals or she started Team or yeah. Tennis Courts, like, those got a reaction. Um, but Songs on Melodrama got a bigger reaction. Oh, yeah. At least that's what I felt. Yeah, like, I would have felt the same way. And I think that's cool because there, there's, like, this counter narrative with Lord that, like, oh, she's actually, like, like, this last album was kind of a flop and that this tour is a flop. That's horseshit. And, like, it is. It's bullshit. I don't like that narrative. And I totally disagree. And she's like carving out her own interesting space and yeah. like definition of what a pop star can be. Yeah. And I love that. I do too. I think she's so cool, dude. And like she um, also like she has this very engaging thing where she will she's talking to the entire crowd. And she has that pop star ability to make you feel like she's talking to you. Yeah. Well, she was yeah. like, it's like Boston. Right. She's like, I need you to like do this. Or I need you to do that. And I, even I was like, kind of like, yeah, oh, okay, I'm like taken Lord, by this. Yeah, yeah. And also her accent is awesome. Oh she, yeah. Like she was talking about. She's like talking about herself. She's like, I'm a missy person. She has like, <laughs> it's like she's like a little. It's like she's from New Zealand, so it's like a bit Australian, but it also right. has like its own nuance. Right. And then she was like talking about the wither. She was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Cool. So it was a good experience. I think that anyone who has the chance to check out this tour. Should because it's a cool eclectic blend of musicians like and what Lord is doing by bringing along like Run the Jewels who is probably mid level famous mm-hmm. rap like with a real purpose and they have mm-hmm. they have real in, like politically they have good things to say and then Mitski who's a true indie someone just trying to get by yeah like she has some critical acclaim but she's not a household name by any no. stretch like the fact that Lord curated yeah the, like it feels. Purposeful. Now yes. I know that sometimes managers end up pulling that together. This feels more purposeful. I, than that. I always felt that way when this tour was announced. I was like, "Oh, this is put together very thoughtfully." And when Run the Jewels, when Killer Mike and, and LP were going through their their rant about women and like how they just love women and think they're like incredible or whatever, whatever, I realized like, "Oh, like that's a big reason like they came on this thing. Like they're trying to support female artists too. Yeah, like they're here. Yeah. They're like, Lord is incredible, right. and we're gonna support her. Right, we're not gonna be the headliner. Right, like we're we're just a supporting act." And like they're here with Mitski, yeah. like they're on this tour. Where like they're, just, they're just a part of it. Yeah, that's really interesting. I really like those dudes. I do too. That all of this makes me happy about. Uh, yeah. I'm happy you guys all went to go see that show. It was a good time. Yeah, uh, it was a good time. And you know what's weird? Your retelling of it and like just knowing that you guys went is satisfies like 
me like choosing not to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. It, yeah that, that's heartwarming to hear. Yeah, it, it yeah. was a uh, it was it was a good time. Good. It was again uh, I'm like glad to hear I don't love sitting in the uncomfortable Boston Garden. No, seats. but. We also, saw a, a, a true artist. It was a cool show, yeah. and like the, the the three of us, James, Kevin, and I had seats that were truly bad. Like we were. Oh, really? Well, uh, that being said, we were like probably like ten rows from the very top. Okay. But we were like dead, pretty much dead side. Oh, that's that's good. Kind of like where we were when we saw the Warriors play. The okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So that was that was show and tell. Very nice. Let's wrap up this week's episode, Jake. We have kind of a packed release radar here. Yeah, we do. Um, so Hopalong is coming out with Bark Your Head Off, Dog. Uh, Why Oak is coming out with The Louder I Call, The Faster It Runs. Now, I haven't loved the last couple Why Oak albums. I, I, I love Civilian that came out in 2011, I think. That album was truly great. Um, I didn't listen to Civilian that much. I really liked that last one, actually. Not like, re- not like it was my I favorite. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Not like it was my favorite and, album of the uh, year, but I thought it was I pretty saw, good. I think it was Stephen Hyden tweeted. He's like, he, he kind of had a similar take. He was like, I didn't love the last two albums. He's like, this one, though, is like... On the level of civilians, so I'm I'm like oh. actually pretty excited Very for this. Cool. Uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra coming out with Sex and Food tomorrow. Don't love the, that combination. I don't either. Of nouns. This feels like it's going to get lost in all the other ones that are coming out. I don't. The idea of sex and food combined makes me very yeah, uncomfortable. Not a George Costanza kind of. No, kinda or guy. or like Frank. Frank right. from Always Sunny. Right. Like I right. don't want a Cobb salad <laughs> right. in the rack. <laughs> right, right. Uh Kississippi coming out with Sunset Blush. Now, this is one that I've seen some buzz on from sites like The Alternative and and some of the music writers that we follow. This feels very like next hot, like buzz band in the same vein as like any dad insert dad or mom name band here Kississippi's in that vein yeah I think yeah no, that's I, what it feels like that's what it does feel like yeah, yeah for sure uh our boy Adam Ackerman Dude, of sorority noise a, a, just a nice young man yes a very guy. nice young man he's coming out with a solo album called autobiologist I just want to point out that when we say that we're not making fun of no him. no he's legitimately a very nice guy he's like incredibly friendly yes and, and a nice dude very very nice but, and and uh, a friend of the pod. He is. A true friend of the pod. He has. He's he's made an appearance on the podcast before. Uh, and then, Jake, finally, we have The Wonder Years uh, coming out with Sister Cities. Now, Ian Cohen has said this is a 94 on Metacritic with three reviews type of album. So that means it's pretty fucking good. That is like all of The Wonder Years albums, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Yes. No, I've been hearing good things about this album where it's like it's not going to get talked about, but it's it's good. So I'll give it a listen. Sister Cities is a cool album title. Yes. I've always thought that that is a cool phrase, Sister it is. Cities. It is. Uh, so yeah, kind of a packed week. Um, any final thoughts, Jake? Um, be nice to each other. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. Buy some music, too. Yeah, buy music. Yeah. All Thanks, right. everybody. Bye. Conspiracy subreddit. Okay. And a couple interesting things about this. One, even you don't even have to believe most of the the conspiracies that are put forth on there. Right. 
all it does is kind of shift your perspective on things and makes you think of about these things that have just been told to you and be like, yeah. well, what if that's not actually the way that that happened? And it doesn't have to be the conspiracy they're saying. And it really makes you think about like the U.S. and how we're kind of like the world's bad guys, actually. Yeah, Dude, I, we're like the evil fucking empire. All the crazy shit we get up to. I've, like stuff that's been like proven. That is spun a different way, like fucking Vietnam or like any of these other things we do abroad. I've, People are like, oh, it was in defense of the U.S. It's like, that's what fucking fascist dictators say. I have I've thought about this a fair amount, actually. And one thing, it, it was, first of all, it really bothers me to know for a fact that the U.S. is essentially on a world level, like basically evil. Yeah. Also... Like, I know we have more freedoms than a lot of other countries, but, and this is what freaks me out sometimes, even though I don't, I, I want to, this is a caveat, I don't believe, capital B, believe what I'm about to say, right. but it is, it would be like a theory. Like, we hear all about how in countries like North Korea, they're brainwashed to believe certain things and to like think their shit doesn't stink and that yeah. every other country is evil yeah. and that they are like awesome. What if... That's just a part of how we've I been. know, dude. I had the same fucking thought like two days ago. I was like, "Wait a minute, how do we know? Yeah, they're not right." And the one thing that well, that, people be like, "We have a free press." It's like, yeah, but but like we're fucking like we just saw this week that the Sinclair Group is like feeding us messages like in all sorts of ways that are just we easily fucking take and we're numbed by entertainment in media was that the John Oliver thing did he, he go yes that? yeah 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 he was talking about that yeah. I gotta finish that episode I fell asleep it's, it's great I fall asleep watching it a lot and then have to finish it there was a it. funny sketch at the end with like kid <laughs> court it was it was really funny I fucking love that dude yeah it was great and then so I was I had the exact same thought the other day I was like well maybe like we're actually the ones who are totally wrong yeah yeah and the one thing that made me think that wasn't the case was, like, there's been so many documentaries. Like, Vice did that thing with Dennis Rodman where they went to North Korea and, like, conditions were fucking terrible. Yeah. But also, if you really want to follow this conspiracy thread, you could be like, well, that's not – that was all staged. And it's like, okay, that's when you're getting into, like – Yeah. Because what ends up happening is people – you go down this road with true conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. And if you're – you have eventually you become kind of a religious fanatic. Yeah, and, yeah, and what yeah, I mean yeah. by that is like if you are someone who, whether you're a diehard atheist and you're trying to convince people yep. and you're trying to convince yourself, or you're a diehard Christian, diehard whatever, and you you can't deviate from that line of thinking, you blind yourself to mm. the the full picture. Yeah, because like it, it's the same with conspiracy theories. Because what ends up happening is people who are all in on that shit, they they like end up actually blinding themselves yeah. because they're so woke. Yes, they yes, think that exactly. they know everything. Yes, and as a yes. result, things that are routine and can be easily explained, they immediately assume right. the craziest... It's a, it's a, it's yeah, a trick. The craziest yes. fucking explanation must be real. Yes. It's like everything is a conspiracy. And it's like, dude, at the end of the day, people don't have that much energy. No, they don't. They don't. And that that's the thing to come back to. It's like, well, do, do any of us have the fucking energy no. to, to orchestrate any of this? Absolutely not. Like, people aren't, like, smart enough to do that, really. And there's the whole thing about conspiracy theories where um, it has been theorized that a part of it 
that's so it like what interests people so much is that it's like it's a more interesting version of the truth. Yes, exactly. It's more interesting. It's more compelling. It's like fiction. Yes, yes. And it that's is kind of fiction. how I look at it. I'm like, oh, this is like an interesting like historical fiction almost. What major conspiracy theory? Okay, here's here's a game. What like major conspiracy theory do you think is most likely to be true, and which do you think is most likely to be just abs- you definitely think is false? Uh, most likely to be true is that the FBI was involved in MLK's assassination somehow. Do you think that is more or less likely than the CIA being involved in Kennedy? Um, I I would say it's probably about even. I think the FBI one has more legs with with really. King. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I think it's one of those. Yeah. What's your What do you have for least? Or what's one you've heard that you think is like the craziest? Uh, that the uh school shootings are orchestrated by oh, the government yeah. and that all of the kids are crisis actors. That's a good one. That one is like truly offensive. It's offensive. It's upsetting and it is offensive. Other candidates, I'm going to put up there. Moon landing is staged. Yeah. It's like, why? Yeah. Who gives a it's shit? It's like almost harder to stage it and keep that a secret. <laughs> than getting onto the moon. Right, <laughs> How yeah. How crazy is that? And uh, <laughs> another one, hold on, it's going to come back to me. Oh, just the general Illuminati theory. I, I think that's bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah. And because what it comes down to is like the theory is like this class of rich, ultra rich people control the world it's like yeah that's true that's true and it's not a fucking but, secret but not in the way that like you think it is and it's also it's not a secret no one's hiding it but, right all you exactly. need to do is look at fucking like yes. bankers or yes. like people who watch that show dirty money and like you'll know like that's how that's and that's what always bothered me about it is it's like the th- it's like oh it's like secret and there's all this symbology like, oh you're just giving it a name that, yeah. that this thing that we all know happens. And people yeah. will be like, oh, look, a triangle. It's like, like uh, a triangle <laughs> is one of like the most basic fucking yeah. shapes in nature. And, oh, like, right. Yeah. It in just, anything. It happens. It's Three interesting sides. that neither of us said 9-11 as the one um, that is ludicrous. I, I don't think it's the craziest. I think it's middle of the road. I weirdly don't think it is either. I don't think it's the craziest. There are elements of it that are fucking bullshit. Like, for example, like the idea that there weren't planes. Right. That's bullshit. Right. How did World Trade Center 7 collapse? I don't know. You could get me to wonder. Exactly. Because it's like that wasn't hit by a plane. Exactly. And it collapsed into its own footprint. <laughs> Sean, I have some literature for you. No, but I'm seriously. No, though. I know. I, I I know. Like I know. it is it interesting. Is, it's, and and it's like, strange. The other thing that they bring up in Loose Change, which I watched when I was 15 and was very taken yeah. by. You <laughs> should watch it just I've for seen, interest. I've seen parts. It is interesting. I've seen parts. Um I do not believe it, but it's interesting. Yeah. Um another thing that they bring up in that that I thought was compelling, but I have no information to back up, is they're like at the speed the plane that crashed into the Pentagon had to have been going. For like an amateur pilot who, by all accounts, was a bad pilot right. in flight school, to to crash into a structure that short, right. at that speed with right. that level of accuracy, they're like it makes like no sense. And that's always that one yeah. has always compelled me a little You've bit. You've brought that up, one up to me, like like it's an interesting one bi monthly. Um, well, I, I <laughs> no, it is it is interesting. It I, is something to think about. At the same time, like the, again, I want people to understand. This is all couched with caveats. Right, because, right, right, right. Like, as an example, I know a lot about astrology and, right. like, people's signs. Right. And, like, I like right. I know what the four elements of, of the fucking Zodiac are. Do I think that where the stars are when you're born influence your personality? No. Right. I don't. I think that that makes no sense. Right. And the second piece of this, this conspiracy conversation it kind of goes into what you were saying before, that it's like, 
a lot of people buy into this and believe this. You're right because it's like more interesting. It's kind of fun. fun. The other piece, and I've been thinking. National treasure. Yeah, and I've been thinking about this more with. I've been more um, engaged with the news recently, so I'm sure this this influences it. So when you're more engaged with the news, you hear about like all the bad shit that happens, like you know the Israeli soldiers like shooting the Palestinian kids, and you hear about like Trump sending troops to the border to secure the border. Like all, when you hear about all this stuff, you're like, whoa! Like there's some fucked up stuff happening. I was like, what is kind of caught? Like what? There's like what's the shit? What's the real story behind all of this stuff? Because yeah. like there's so much talk on both sides of what actually happened it's like what is going the fuck on yeah, and that's one of the things where i was like hmm sending troops to your border to secure the border from these people who are trying to flee like bad shit happening in their yeah. countries is really fucked up it is. and it's like evil yeah in the way that they're like like people are calling into question like, they're like, oh, it's too easy for immigrants to come over and say they fear for their life. It's like, yeah, but how about you believe them? I, uh, yeah, exactly. Because that, it sounds horrible. Yeah. And like, you've never had to fear for your and life. And instead of, like, doubting them and mistreating them and assuming they're all criminals, how about you just treat them as a fucking human? And you're like, well, yeah, you're probably in a bad situation. Like, come to our country where we have, like, more than we need and, like, let's, you know, have a fucking community together. When you hear these people on Fox and Friends, when they play those clips God, on the daily yeah. and they're like, they're like, they're going to come here and they're going to, like, rape and murder and shit. It's like, what do you think is going on I, with the vast yes, majority of people? Dude, it, it, it that Do you sh- think you are inherently a better person they, because they, you were born white yeah. and fucking... Like, well off? Yeah, in America. It's fucked, man. And you went to a fucking private school? And, and dude, it's actually so... It's darkly funny to hear that shit out of context. Because you're oh, like, yeah. oh, you're just scaremongering. You're, and are. it's working on the people who watch. Because, like, they're like... They don't know any better. that they're get, That's where they're getting their fucking news. Like, oh, well, if they say it, it must be fucking true. And the thing that people who, like, eat that shit up don't realize is that anyone who... Again, speaking about things where you just have entrenched yourself and are willing to believe it and let that information frame your narrative. I've been trying to do better about not doing that. Mm. But people, like, if you're going to get locked in totally with just Fox News, for example, they don't realize how crazy it sounds. No, no, you're right. And that's where, you know, some people I know are at. And it's too bad. Because if you even challenge them at all on it, you're like, well, what if, like, this wasn't true? Like, what if you had facts and, like, sources that I showed you that proved whatever you were hearing on here wrong, I don't think they would even... They'd be like, no, this is the liberal agenda that is, like, putting this out there. It's, it's really fucked up. It's scary. It is, it is scary. It, it's that, that kind of shit. And, then like, there's plenty of it on the left, too. Oh, yeah. News of affirmations. Oh, my God. Yeah, the yeah, old, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, yeah, man. It, interesting stuff. Did you... Okay, so podcast about a podcast yeah. it's like uh, in Hamlet play within a play yeah. is that Hamlet is I don't it? remember what Shakespeare I think uh, it is the play within a play I think it's Hamlet either way yeah, um, podcast about a podcast did you listen to today's episode of the daily I did I fucking love it when Michael Barbaro interviews people Dude. and he inter- when he interviews like salt of the earth people yes. when it's so so a lot oh, of a lot of the time yes. a lot of the time Michael interviews a reporter right and his report right. with them is awesome right but when it's his show and when he's the one doing the feature yes his rapport with these like these people he's yes. so fucking friendly he is and so nice he laughs at all their bad jokes and, and he doesn't 
talk down to them. No. He really is like, I, and he pulls out their perspective so he well. Does. Like, honestly, he's like, oh, I have this Illinois farmer on who voted for Trump. I was like, oh, great. He humanized this guy. He, he made him seem smart in, in his own interesting way. He really fucking humanized this guy. I was like, oh, both of you are awesome. Like, this the, was amazing. And here's the thing about that guy. He was smart. He, yes. He was an interesting yes. dude. And, dude, I don't I think it was before you were maybe listening to The Daily. There's an episode where Barbaro was interviewing um, a guy who worked in the coal industry. Oh, yeah. And this dude had black lung. Oh, fuck. And he was, Barbaro was interviewing him about how basically, like, Obama had de-incentivized coal and how yeah. Trump wanted to bring it back. And the guy challenged him. He was like, well, you are in New York City. You're a journalist in New York. He's like, and you don't know anything about... What it's like yeah. to live here and what my way of life is like. And yeah. Michael Barbaro started to cry. Whoa, really? He choked up and he was like, I, he's like I'm sorry, I, I, you're right. He's like, I, I, he was like, I never wow. really thought about it that way. And he, dude, he took it to fucking wow. heart. And he like, I like that guy. I do too. He's a good fucking dude. He's what did this guy say in response? To, to him crying? To Barbaro, yeah. I'd have to go back and listen. I would have to go find this wow, episode. He's probably like, fuck this guy. He, he, I, I think he... Was it, I think he ended up being okay with it. They yeah. did a best of podcast at the end of the year where they were the last week in December they released like the best ones of the year. Yep. I think that was one of the ones they did. Interesting. Well, Dude, the one he did today was great with that guy. He's in his rapport and the way he like yeah. he gives him a polite laugh. He like yes. I, I I like that dude. I yes. love the Daily Man. I, I'm I glad you're listening. Really I really really it's look really really to good. It. I also really like. Uh, I've told you uh, up first with NPR they do more news stories yep. and you get like but they're shorter. And I really like the rapport that the two reporters on there have. They're a little more like... They're funnier. They kind of like... Yeah, they're a little funnier. They have more of like... Uh, Michael Babaro is a little... I don't want to say self-serious. I think he's appropriately serious Given the for of what, he's doing, yeah. what he's reporting on. But um, the NPR people will kind of... They have a good rapport with each other, basically. I um, I do like... I do appreciate the rapport that... that Michael has with the other reporters and like yes. there's some times where they leave a little snippet of like their dialogue yes. beforehand yes and yes, it'll yes. be like with that dude like what's his name Matt something yeah. there's some of them who have really cool voices and they'll be like yeah I'm just looking for a like a all I need is a diet coke and a phone booth or whatever and it's like these guys these are this reporter banter <laughs> like, like you you're this like hard boiled journalist yeah, like dude. you're living the life yeah, yeah. which when I studied journalism I realized pretty fucking quick I had no way <laughs> that you weren't that you didn't want to be that well, guy well no because I didn't like I didn't really like reporting right I really liked you writing. gotta you gotta love like reporting to be that kind of a reporter yeah, you yeah. Know? and that's yeah, I realized yeah, yeah. pretty quick I was like I that in college I was like I actually don't really care about the news that much that's right. changed but I was also right. like I don't enjoy the act of reporting I'm not an extra I'm not enough of an extrovert no, no, you really gotta like go after it and want it. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I really like writing. I was like, I'll do something like, but but what all I really wanted was to write about fucking music. Yeah, all I ever yeah, wanted yeah, was to like yeah, write exactly. for like Rolling Stone exactly. or something like that. And yeah. I never give a shit about like right. being working for a newspaper. Right. right. So it's interesting to hear these people. It's like, yeah, okay, I know you're on I, another level. I yeah. didn't miss the mark. Right. Because, like, right. I was not going to be a New York right. Times reporter. Right. Right. Um, yeah, that th that show is fucking awesome. It's though. great. Though. Been, you know what I've been doing really quick. Last thing for me. As a trick to get myself to wake up, yeah. When it's time to get up, I'll just start the podcast when I'm still in bed. I like I immediately Smart. I grab my phone and I hit play yeah. and let it start. 
and I like will give myself like five minutes to sit and listen. Yeah. And then I slowly walk down to the shower yeah. and I play it in there. That's yeah. But it gets me going. That's good. That's I'm smart. Like, I want to listen. It is yeah. It's one of my favorite things about waking up is throwing on up. I listen up first. First, first. I get all the stories yep. and then I listen to the in depth one on the daily. How often is what's covered on the daily also covered in up first? Uh like two or three times a week. Um, where one of the stories one day. They'll go into more detail on the daily the mm. next day. Like they talked uh, trade war stuff. They talked, um, yeah, yeah, like the tariffs. They talked. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they they'll they'll overlap like two to three times. The tariff stuff was really interesting. Yes, about how this dude was a Trump supporter and is like yes. boned by yes. these tariffs. It's very interesting. I'm gonna quickly check our levels. Okay, dude, we've been we've been talking a while already. I know. <laughs> okay, we're back. Um, but yeah, basically what I wanted to get back to with just the conspiracy stuff, the news stuff, yeah. thinking more outside myself, yeah, it, um, it really shifts your perspective on things, especially since I've been reading people's history mm-hmm. of the U S as well. How it's in. Uh, yeah. And so it's really, I, my perspective has been shifted a ton the past few weeks. That's really so, interesting. Yeah. I cool. would love to read that book too. I'm like too too many books. I'm two or three books in the hole. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, there comes a point where like when you get especially I busy, I, I come home and I'm like, I'm I too to tired to read. read. I want yeah. passive entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. want active entertainment. Yeah. I want a podcast. Dude, I want a TV show. That is what they want. Oh. They don't want you to learn. They don't want you no. to enrich yourself. You're right. They want you to just numb yourself with Netflix and and drugs. You're so right. Was that on was that on Reddit too? Dude, that's yeah, it's it's fucking and, everywhere. And it's like actually true. a good point. Like it is. It's it a is, good point. Oh, oh, oh! I, I There's been like plenty of black mirrors that me, that are the exact same thing. Basically. For sure. I started uh, Wild Wild Country. Oh yes, dude! I'm on episode five. I started episode one. Oh, what I, you think? I, I watched episode one. Very Bog interesting. One. Uh, very interesting. I I think that. Um, it is compelling how much it's like there's this dichotomy where you're like, it's definitely a cult, but you're like, also, this dude's ideas... Making a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like this guy, his ideas actually are pretty... Where I, what I would not be down with if I were in this thing yeah. is like, first of all... I'm not someone who's going to give myself over to some messiah. No. I'm not interested no, 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 in like... No, 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 I'll in, take some of your stuff and be yeah. like, oh, this is an interesting way to live. But I'm not going to go live on your fucking compound. No, and I'm not going to change my whole life no. around, no, 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 around no, 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 no. you. No, Also, no. the shit where he's like touching foreheads and rubbing yeah, their yeah, face. Yeah, 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 That stuff does nothing for no, me. No, 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 I mean, no, maybe no, it no. would if I met him. And how about the, the woman who, again, I know that there's more to come on her. But like on the, Sheila, yeah, yeah, Sheila is fascinating. I believe it, dude. She seems like fascinating. Yeah, I when she comes in and she's like, I immediately cried when I saw him. Yeah, I mean, it did seem like he had a pretty interesting effect on people. But I oh, think a lot of oh. that is you're making yourself feel that way because yeah. you want to buy into this. You want to believe it. Yeah, yeah. Like with a the conspiracy theory, or like with exactly any religion. With, yeah, and, and I think a lot of the stuff he was talking about in terms of like being present, things like that, were all good ways to live. But yeah, and where he's like, we're going to contribute to the economy. Yeah, yeah. Don't be hindered by sexual. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, okay. Constraints. Yeah. Like, create art. Right. Create what you want. Right. And it's like, okay, these are all good ideas. It's cool. Do I need to live in like a compound to do it? No, no not necessarily. No. Do I need to like maybe praise you? Sort of. Maybe no. not. Yeah. Last thing I wanted to bring up, speaking of praise, lot long pre-show today, post-show. Um, on Easter, 
sort of on a whim. He went, is risen. He is risen. Speaking of he is risen, went to Mass. How with, was it? With my family because my brother uh, sings in, a, in the choir sometimes. Yeah. I think they pay him to do it. Nice, um, nice. And we went to St. Joe's Cathedral uh, in Manchester. I forgot how big that place is. I forgot how nice a church it is. Yeah. The bishop presided. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 uh, <laughs> I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Um, I didn't like recognize the bishop, um, <laughs> which would have been tough to 12-year-old me. So here's the yeah. thing. I've, okay, a couple things about church. One, um, I love, this is going to sound weird. Yeah. I love the Stations of the Cross. Something about the organizational part of my brain. Oh, yeah. And the fact that you can go into any Catholic yeah. church and they're the same. And I like right. seeing how they're illustrated Me in different too. ones. And yep. I have favorites and I have least favorites. Yep. Like, What's I, your favorite station? Um, You know what, dude? I think my among my favorites are uh, Jesus being nailed to the cross. Yep. Or Pilate sentencing Jesus that's, to death. That's, that's one of my favorites, too. To... My favorites in Stations of the Cross. Dude, this is a legitimate conversation. Is, St. Joe's has nice ones. They're color. They're maybe they are. a little bit garish. They're, but they they're are. Nice. I remember them. My favorites are when people made choices one way or the other. Yep. One, pilot. Two, uh, anytime the crowd gets involved, the mob mentality. Like and there's, when yeah. they're... When, this might not be a specific station, but the crowd was kind of like, fucking kill this guy. Well, there was... So, among the stations that involve the crowd is there's... Well, when he falls. He falls, and then there's the guy who helps him carry the yes. cross. And then, yes. I forget his name. And then there's when he meets the women and children yes. of, of whatever... Where was it? Nazareth? Galilee? Mm. I, I'm fucking that up. Yeah. Where was he killed? On Calvary. Was he in Rome? Right. Mm, I think he was... I don't really it was in the Roman remember. Empire. When did where did he come back? He came back for Palm Sunday. Back to yeah, he came Nazareth. back on Easter, and then he what, right? spent three days on Earth, or was it forty days? On forty, Earth? 40 and then days. ascended into heaven. Yeah, yeah, which um, dubious at best. But right, yeah. Also, like, how easily were people tricked in the year? Very, they couldn't have been 33. very smart. Jesus no. was—he never even was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm Christ." He was always like, I, "I'm not one way or the other, guys." Like, yeah. I like the attention, but come on. Okay, and so uh, Stations of the Cross. I actually, I always kind of like it, especially yeah. as someone who likes to categorize. I like my story yeah. broken into chunks. Me too. Um, among my least favorites, probably like him greeting the women and children. Of that the- one is it, that is literally a, a road apple on the way to <laughs> Calvary. All this stuff happened while he's walking up this hill. Yeah, it's like I don't know about that either. You're taking some liberties with the storytelling. Yeah. I like when people need to make decisions, though, in that. Pilot, one of the most interesting. And I'm always... I like that Pilot didn't want to do it. No, I uh, Pilot, I think, was a fucking player. That dude ran shit and was a good politician and was just kind of like, ooh, I'm going to play... Talking on both sides of my mouth here. And he ends up, this poor bastard, this like decent politician, yeah. decent man, yeah. ends up... Wrong place, wrong time, Ends dude. up on the hook for like a religion that will define history. I know. That's a bummer. Uh, yeah, That sucks. Is. Like what if you were just at work and someone rolled through your life and like you made a decision that kind of fucked them over yeah. and then they start a religion that for 2,000 years and with no end in sight influences religion and it's like oh yeah sean howe made a decision about like he he influenced like this the messiah's life I'm like i'm not a bad guy no, i was put in a bad spot you were you pun- know punches 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 fair. 
So I and I always wait for one of these people to make it stop and like it's not going to happen this time. Like this time when they do stations with the yeah, cross, yeah. pilot will change his mind. Now I can't remember, Jake. Are the Roman soldiers casting lots for Jesus' clothes in the stations, or is that just part of like the gospel story? I didn't see all of the stations okay. this time around. Okay. I tried. Yeah. I mean, you only get one side of the church. Yeah, right. And I, I got the, the first half right. of the stations. Um, the other thing is, um, again, I've, I've mentioned this before, the politics of when you're kneeling before going up to communion mm. are so funny uh-huh. to me. Where it's like you you gotta wait just long enough. Yep. I still kind of pride myself on being yep. able to wait. I still go up even though I like legitimately don't believe it at all. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I still yeah. go get it because it's like it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. I'll, like I I actually just want something different to do. Yes, dude. Yes, <laughs> I just want to get up and walk around a little bit. I'm bored. That's what I want. <laughs> yes, that's. I'm great. like it'll be fun. I'll get up. I'll walk. I'll have like a snack. <laughs> It won't, it won't satiate me, but it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll be something. I'll have all these observations. <laughs> yes. It'll be something. And, like, it doesn't hurt. And it's also, like, what am I going to do? Be a prick and sit down. I, or go up and do the arms crossed thing. You could do that because you still get your walk-in. I want the I want the, <laughs> the wafer. I do. Yeah. I oh, want yeah. the body yeah, of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I sometimes think about going to the wine, but I know yep. that's overkill. Yeah. <laughs> It would be it really funny. And I know that if people saw that, like if my head is so over the top, <laughs> especially you take a deep a deep drop from it as well. Especially yeah. if one of a member of my family, knowing where I'm at with faith at this I'm point, like, saw me go get the the wine, yeah. they'd be like, "Okay, Jake, come on, dude, it's 11 a.m." Do you need a fix that and, you're, and you are making a big deal out of yeah. like being very holy Pertaining after. To be and yeah, yeah. Like that really oh, touched you in some way. The last big takeaway, final mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of liked the Mass. Not from a perspective of I want to go every week. Not from right. the perspective of I even believe any of it. But right. I haven't been really in years. Yeah. With a couple exceptions here and there. And even as a kid, I didn't go as consistently as I think right, I did. Right, right. With the exception of at school, I, there's something about like there's something a little bit comforting about there it. There is, I will and, say and that. I'll tell you why. And I've thought about this myself. Um, it there is a sense of community. Yeah, it's sense of ritual. Ritual. There's the sense of this is like putting decent energy out into the world somehow, yeah, man. and for myself. There's like it's kind of like when you go to yoga almost. Yeah, and the it other may as well be yoga. Yeah, and the other part of it too is when you're a kid. It felt way longer for some reason. Now you're like, well, what's an hour? Like I've wasted a lot of hours. I might as well just sit here rather than sitting over here. And yeah, it's dude. just like it's fine. It's fine. It's a breeze. It's yeah. kind of it's like a little bit interesting. Yeah, if you can if you can like yeah, it is. Um, it is. Yeah, and so I didn't actually hate it. So yeah. that was an interesting takeaway. That I didn't expect and like I. I think there was a handful of years where I was like more resentful, mm. and like over the past mm. few years, like when I've had to go to church, I've been like, "This is fine." It is fine. No one's everyone it here is, is nice. Everyone's happy, and it's like making your family happy. Yeah. So also, also, last thing, last last yes. thing, as we were walking out, this the statue, there's a statue in the back of this guy with horns. Yeah, and so I was like, "So the devil? Well, why would there be a statue of the devil at a church?" And uh-huh. so I was like talking to my brother and my dad who was there and I was like what who is this like who is this what yeah. the fuck is this yeah. and at first it was just this. there's this woman standing near she's like that's Moses and I was like that's Moses she's like yeah he's holding the ten commandments this woman was a character oh. 
So then my brother comes, he comes down from after he finishes singing. He, he knows a ton about this stuff. Yeah. He's gone to Catholic school all the way through college. Right, so he's right, very right, knowledgeable right, about right. this shit. And, he, and we were like, this woman who we met back here, this random woman told us this is Moses. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, that's not Moses. He's like, Moses didn't have horns. <laughs> so who was it? He said it was, he said he thought it was like this, like, I can't remember this, like, Greek myth, this, like, God thing. I still don't fully understand. Is it Pan or something? Oh, okay. Pan's I, Labyrinth? I don't know. I again, it like definitely wasn't fucking Moses because Moses never had horns. Yeah, no, it's very odd. Very interesting, dude. We've done this. This pre-show was maybe a half hour. <laughs> no way, twenty minutes at least. Yeah, probably. We're 20. up into the we're up into the eight hundreds on the ticker. Usually we go to like the fours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. You're probably right. You're probably right. Well, okay. let's dive in. I'm excited for this episode, dude. Me too. We have a lot of good stuff to talk There's about. Some good stuff. Okay. Ready. Three. Two. One, 